Well, hey everyone, this is Athena and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good because He is faithful and good. Every Wednesday, I'll be chatting with a friend who I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 8.28 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and the other two episodes will include a time for Insider Insights, where I'll answer publishing questions from our listeners. So hey, Let's get started. Well, welcome to the All Things Podcast. I am here today live and in person with Cynthia Cavanaugh and Andrea Tomasi, who are Redemption Press authors of Live Bold, a devotional journal to strengthen your soul. So during the first half of the program, we're going to hear from them. And during the second half, we are going to be providing some insider insights about writing and publishing. So ladies, welcome to the All Things Podcast. Thank you. You bet. to be here. Yes, it's great to have you in person rather than on Zoom. So I love that. So let me give a proper introduction to Andrea and Cynthia so that If you don't know them, you'll get a better idea of who they are. So Andrea and Cynthia are cousins and realized by accident that they both shared the idea of writing a devotional. Inspired by the poems that their grandmother wrote, they are passionate about writing to live out the fullness of the dream their grandmother was never able to achieve. I love that. So Andrea is the founder of Transcended Ministries, which encourages women to rise above their circumstances and claim their identity in Christ. She believes no hurt is ever wasted and longs to bring a message of hope and healing as she shares her story of bold faith. Recently, she has taken a bold step by leaving the family business after 20 years to pursue not only a degree in ministry, but work here with Redemption Press as the Director of Acquisitions, so I'm super excited about that. Andrea is married with three adult children and is enjoying a new chapter of being Mimi to her grandchildren. She makes her home in Northern California. And then Cynthia, sitting across the table, engaged in meaningful conversation with a cup of tea. She's a tea snob, I'm just telling you. And helping others flourish is Cynthia's joy. Her story of brokenness has propelled her to write, speak, and give voice to help others redeem their pain and heal through the pages of God's Word. She is the author of multiple books and the award-winning author of Anchored, Leading Through the Storms, which focuses on leading with godly integrity amid adversity, and Live Bold, a devotional journal to strengthen your soul, which is their Redemption Press title together, which happens to have won a Best Devotional of the Year for 2019, SELA Award, which we are very excited about. But Cynthia also is an adjunct professor at Trinity Western University in the Leadership Degree Program. In addition to writing and teaching, she has a freelance editor for new authors providing content coaching and cooperative rewrites for none other than Redemption Press. And she also serves as our strategic marketing coach. When she is not writing or speaking, you can find her playing games with her grandkids or watching true to life movies with her hubby at home in the far corner of the Pacific Northwest, which is about what, two and a half or three hours from here? Well, (laughs) two and a half hours, no traffic. All right. So normally probably at least three hours from here and a little tea and chocolate makes her smile. You can follow Cynthia on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, she also has CynthiaCavanaugh.com where you can see all sorts of upcoming courses. And she is going to be starting a podcast here shortly as well. So ladies, before we dive into a conversation about your book, I would love to hear from each of you, 
and just have you share a little bit with our listeners how God has worked Romans 8.28 in your life. So, Cynthia, let's start with you. Sure. Thanks for having us. It's yeah. fun to be together. Yes, it is. We could tell you all sorts of secrets about Athena, but, <laughs> but we <laughs> but won't we'll right now. That for later. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> no, um, yeah, thanks. That's a great question. Well, I, I'll actually centered around uh, the dream I had for writing. And when I was a little girl, I dreamed of writing a book and I produced and wrote and illustrated and typeset and edited myself in fourth grade. It was called Irene and the Big Balloon. It was a bestseller. It sold all one copies of it. it. So so that dream never went away. I did a lot of writing through the years. And then I landed, um, but I never had a formal book. So I, I did a lot of speaking, but didn't have a resource. And so it was a dream of mine. And I was uh, just kept praying about it and landed at a writing conference and then met um, an acquisition editor who, you know, we connected and she encouraged me to send in a proposal, which I did. And then. And now can I just interrupt? What writers conference was that? Northwest Christian writers. There we go. Which we never, we hadn't met then, No, but I was involved. And I became yeah. president and Cynthia became my vice president. So big time full circle with that whole thing. But go ahead. Yes. I just had to throw that no, in. No, no, for sure, for sure. So anyway, I, I met, um, it was actually Andrea <coughs> Mullins, I think her last name is, um, from New Hope Publishers. And we, uh, connect, like I said, we connected. I sent in a proposal and I was so thrilled that they wanted to um, publish the book, the idea that I had about uh women as far as encouraging women to be influencers and leaders and how they could dispel those myths. So I, I was writing and the first half of the manuscript was due like December 31st and this was in 2008 now and um, I just finished putting the last touches on a chapter about like when you're in transition or when you're headed for your dream and then God shakes everything up and it's kind of the death of a dream and so I just kind of hit the period on the last note there um, of the chapter. And then a couple days later, so I was just kind of editing and polishing the, the first half of the manuscript before I sent it. And then I got an email that said, we are so sorry, but because of the, as if you remember back in 2008, the economy kind of crashed. And so because they're a smaller uh, publishing company, they just felt that they couldn't carry on the new publishers that they have made promises to they felt so bad about that and anyway so that was like I could just remember sitting in my office thinking okay God this is not funny you know is this a joke waited so long for this and now you're telling me my dream is not gonna happen you know but it just helped me to evaluate too to hold it lightly like is this really is this God's dream for me or is this something that I want just because I want it right so that was a good test for, you know, to test my own heart in that. So then you fast forward to about uh, 2012 and I was, um, I, I was kept in contact with, with the publishing company. And so they, they reintroduced, we reintroduced a newer updated proposal and they decided they wanted to publish it. Now that Romans 828 piece in this story is that at the end of 2008, I had absolutely no idea what the next year of my life was going to look like. There was some, you know, stirrings of a storm in the background um, in my in my marriage, and but I had no idea what was up ahead. And so the Romans 8:28 piece in that for me is that God knew that I would not be able to complete that project or wouldn't have the energy or the creativity um, because of, uh, of the pain that I was going to be walking through, that I had no idea of what was up ahead and in all of its fullness, right? Like you can do things that God calls you to do. You know, there's adversity and trials and, you know, the enemy comes in there and stirs things up. But, you know, when you have to walk through a storm that is just about takes you under drags you down uh it's really hard to produce anything so that was actually and i look back on that as a gift a gift from god that he knew and actually he was working in my heart and my character too so when the book came out later in 2013 
that maturity and that refining would show through my writing because I was a different person. And so it was really a hard season, but um, yeah, they, they, they repicked it up in 2012 and we published it in 2013. It was Unlocked, Five Myths, Myths Holding Your Influence Captive. And uh, that was my first first book, and it was, yeah, it was a, it was, it was hard. <laughs> I have to be but honest, he worked all hard, things worked together for good. for good. He worked it for good in yeah. my life, and I'm and I'm grateful. I yeah. wouldn't change any bit of that piece of that journey. So, but sometimes that happens, and death the dream. So, if you're listening and you have a dream, and you're writing, and you're speaking or whatever it is God's laid on your heart, sometimes your dreams get interrupted yeah. and we don't like it, but God sees the bigger picture. Absolutely. That is such a good example. Okay, Miss Andrea, give us your Romans 828 snippet. Well, for me, I kind of wanted to address it a different way. I wanted to talk about when, so Romans 820, I'm just going to read it really quick for your listeners. And we know that God calls everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And I just want to talk about when we are in the middle of circumstances or a crisis that we don't necessarily feel it in the moment that God's working all things for our good, because mm -hmm. sometimes the pain like so Cynthia true. talked about, or that I've also walked through in my own marriage, um, which I think is quite unique that God as cousins, that we would be walking through similar things in our marriages that, he kind of knew, I think, that that we would only get <laughs> each yeah. other because there are certain things that, I mean, just family and close people only understand. Yeah, and so, right, absolutely. Yeah. So um, anyway, when, when what, what I, there's a few things that I have learned in this, and that is that you got to go with what you know and not with what you feel because you can't trust your feelings, mm. right? Because your so feelings true. are always, my feelings are always changing. Your feelings are always changing. And what I feel right now won't be necessarily what I feel in five years from now, maybe even next week or tomorrow morning five for that minutes. matter. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so um, it depends if I've eaten yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I had coffee yet. I mean, a lot of things play into it, right? We get moody, we get crabby, we get crabby. Not you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not a tea snob, but I'm a coffee snob. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, I love that. Any, anyway, so I just kind of jotted down four things that we can do when we find ourselves surrounded by dark clouds and things like that. So for an example, I give in one of the devotionals in our book, I talked about how when you are on an airplane and it's stormy when the takeoff, right, and you hit the turbulence and you're going up to the the required altitude but as soon as you hit the break through the clouds and you get into the above the clouds it's nothing but sunshine right so even though you can't see it even though you can't necessarily see the sun it is still shining somewhere mm -hmm. right yep. and so the first thing I, I had jotted down was the first thing we need to do is embrace our season so to know that there is a purpose for what we're going through and maybe if it's not for us maybe it's for somebody that's watching Mm. right that's watching our faith go through it and they're like hey if she can do it that's right. that's <laughs> and right. that god is is giving her the strength to, to walk through something like that you know i might not be going through it or someone else might not be going through it but just seeing the strength that god gives us when we don't have anymore mm. like that in itself is a huge witness um two is just owning owning your own feelings right just don't be in denial of what you're going through that you're going through it for a reason right and he's going to make something good come out of it like i said really focusing on this verse of like, God, this is your word. This is your truth. And even though I don't feel it at the moment, I know it and I believe it. Yeah. Like you've got to just yeah. keep telling yourself so that. Right. And then believe that he fights for you. Mm. Right. That we don't always have to defend ourselves. that I think at least for myself, I feel that when somebody, I feel misunderstood that I feel like I always have to defend myself and say, that's not right. Or stick up for myself. I don't think we have to do this as much no. as we really yeah. do, right? Because we want to fight. We right. want to fight the battle. It's unjust. It's not fair. But we forget that in the background, it's mm -hmm. all being worked out. Yeah. And then just trust that the sun is going to shine eventually, even though we're going through the hard time that he is fighting and he is going to make things work out. What is, the, what is the best for us? Not necessarily what we want, not necessarily what we ask for, but if we want God's best of the best of the best, Sometimes that means suffering. Sometimes that means walking through a hard thing. But to know that 
he is going to work it out and that is going to be the best for us and we just have to go with go with that even though we don't you might not even agree with it you might not even believe it at the moment of going through it but if you just keep telling yourself this your feelings will eventually catch up and to know i mean the scripture says and we know yes not we think or we hope or we're we're really struggling with this trying to believe this but we know that all things all things not just some things all things. things easy things right it's all things, it's right? all things. even right. the really bad stuff and he it's not him that causes it but he's going to make something good out of it Absolutely. somehow some way and the more we remind ourselves of that, no matter what we're going through, and he's done lots of Romans 8:28 full circles for yes. you in your life, and I know that. Yeah. And just to, to really grasp the truth of that and hold on to it, because sometimes it isn't the good isn't necessarily mm -hmm. as much for us as it might be for the person who's watching us right. and watching how we respond. I love and that. And I just wanted to add one more thing in that is that, and kind of piggyback of what you just said is that it's never about us, mm -hmm. that the reason why he does that is to bring himself glory in the end, mm -hmm. right? So those people that are watching will know who he is yeah, and will know what he is capable of. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love the, just the context of this verse. We so often focus on, that one verse, I mean, that gives us the hope, but the whole premise of the, the context of is how the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness and how he prays for us. And then I love the verse before where it says, and the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Mm. So we can be confident that, you know, mm -hmm. we are taking the steps, like Proverbs says, you know, a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes right. his steps, right? right? Right. So we do that by faith, but God kind of adjusts and tweaks a, a little bit. And he, the Holy Spirit, you know, prays for us. He pleads for us according to God's own will and strengthens us in our weakness. And I, I mean, I don't know about you, but that gives me hope to know when I'm in a hard place or the death of a dream or some, a disappointment that, okay, God, you see the bigger picture and I'm just going to, like you say, we have to go on what we know, not what we're feeling in the moment. Right, right. right. So, so good. You're so wise. <laughs> so wise. <laughs> okay, so let's start uh, just a little bit because I really want our listeners to hear, I mean, this devotional journal won one of the most prestigious awards in the Christian writing community to be the devotional of the year for 2019 for the CELA awards. So first of all, let me just ask you girls, how did you decide? I know you both actually, without knowing it, had bold, had the emphasis of bold in your ministries, leaving a bold legacy for you, Cynthia, and you teaching women to have bold faith. So how, how did it happen that you guys decided to do this this devotional together? Well, it kind of happens random organically, <laughs> you know, and that's that's what I love about God is because, you know, again, we can plan our steps, but he, uh, plan our way, but he establishes the direction, right? Like, and so uh, it's kind of like when you take a trip, you know, like you take a random vacation and you discover new things along the way and it kind of shapes your whole trip and becomes some of your best memories, something that you didn't even really plan. And so, so Andrew and I were speaking for the first time at a, a conference for her church and we were team teaching together, which was a lot of fun. It was great. And, um, and so I was in the process of leading uh, a Facebook group at the time uh, with a Bible study that I had written back in 2017 with Redemption Press live unveiled and so the the week that I was at Andrea's house I needed to do my Facebook live and it was about freedom to love others it was a, a result of we were talking about the veils that we wear that keep us women from reflecting God's glory from second Corinthians and one of the results of when we remove the masks and veils and we become free in Christ is we have incredible freedom to love others with the love of Christ so Andrea is just love personified. I mean, she is a very generous and an incredibly gracious person. I don't know anybody that doesn't fall in love with her. Mm -hmm. She makes everybody feel like they're the most important person in the world. 
and do you have and, a tissue? <laughs> <laughs> and so I just said to her, I said, Hey, we need to do this together. This will be great to do together because we're cousins and this is like part of your DNA and your ministry and serving and loving other women in particular. And so we set it up on our porch and and we just, we didn't really have much of a script because I was so tired. We were both so tired. We just thought, hey, we'll just wing it. And I tell you, we got more response from that video. Like, how long have you guys been doing that? Like, do you guys have a show? Like, what are you doing? You know? And so one conversation led to the next. And we just decided, you know, we talked about the live bold thing. And then we just decided... I told her that I was going to do something else around the live bold and I, and I said, well, why don't we do it together? Let's do it together. And so she flew up and we, we made these like eight videos on different ways to live bold in our life, like live bold trust, friendship, um, live bold identity. truth, identity. So we made all these videos in all these different locations, which that's a whole hilarious story in itself. I'm going to tell you today. Maybe another time. Uh -huh. On our YouTube channel. You yeah, on our YouTube channel. channel. Yes. Yeah, especially hilarious. for the one that has the train in the back. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so we did all these videos. And then I just, before she left, I just said, you know, this is going to be a book. I, I think we need to turn this into a book. And, and so we did the videos. We started releasing them once a month. And then we talked to, you know, to Athena about what that would look like for us to produce this Live Bold journal. And so we kind of pulled from things that we had written already. So we had, you know, blog posts and articles and that, that we had, that had been out for a little while. And then we tweaked them and then we added new material in that. And we did the 12, it's a 12 month, uh, 52 week devotional focusing on every month a different theme. So like January would be, I don't know, I have bold faith. Thank you. Andrea knows better. <laughs> bold faith. So then we would have, so then we, we uh, shared equally amount of how many devotionals she wrote and I wrote for that. And that's, that's kind of how it came about. And so everything that's kind of happened from there, um, developing that into a community of women online that we try to encourage to live bold for Jesus and, walk bold in their faith and kind of what that looks like by telling you know real stories and stories of women in history and mm -hmm. current and contemporary examples of that so and for for me it was amazing because nine years ago um I got to put a dream on my heart that I was going to write a book and I'm like well let's just start with a blog <laughs> you know it was just this vision that which I had had which is great right right but well, for those for those nine years things would happen events would happen and I just would have this deep feeling a need to write that down one day I'm going to need it and so I just put it in Evernote and when it came time to write this devotional I finally downloaded Evernote from my phone to a to my laptop there were over 600 600 entries of things over the wow. nine years so when we were going to write this I was like oh there's one on identity there's one on yeah, truth, categories. there's one on forgiveness, there's one, and I was a little, I mean, I had no idea, but like you're saying, the bigger picture, right? Some of those were hard things to walk through. Some of those were very difficult, you know, seasons in my life, and it didn't make sense. Just write it down, you're going to need it later. You were faithful to yeah, write yeah, it down, right. journal it, get right. it, so you, because you think you're going to remember, and you don't remember yeah, everything yeah. about it, so to do right. it at that moment, even if it's just talking into your it's phone true. yep so okay so each week has five days where each one of you shares um a you know an experience that illustrates Stories. what you're doing uh, or what you're talking about in that um day and then you have a bold action step and a verse of the week and a place for them to journal right yes. so what what kind of feedback have you gotten from women across the country who have gone through this and I mean I you, you know the the one that seems to <clears throat> when you look on the Amazon reviews <clears throat> one that seems to be pretty um, common is one they said we want more we want more when it was over we were just like oh no the, what, what, we want some more and most of them said they couldn't just read one and do Stop. it that week they said we had to read it all the way through to the end 
and then they actually went back and then actually did the journaling week by week. They were, we just couldn't put it down. I had to read the next story and the next, because they're real life stories and not just in relationships or friendships, but with our children, with our grandkids, mistakes that we've made as, as women, as, as, you know, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's, but we, that was something that was very important to both of us of being authentic and being real and not wearing the mask, right? Because I don't think that we could really be effective if we're not completely no. honest, right? Mm. The other thing what people commented about was, you know, sometimes, you know, it's hard when you're a young mom or, you know, if you have a super busy life care, caregiving and not to say that those are, you know, there's just things that we have to do in life. Women are caregivers and we're helpers. So sometimes it's hard to commit to an intensive Bible study mm -hmm. in a season right. or, you know, to read something mm -hmm. every single day, but mm -hmm. to read, you know, so to read something once a, a week, right, where then you can focus on a verse for all week long, right. you can journal it out and have a concept and chew on it. I mean, God doesn't look at us and say, oh man, you know, you need to read 10 verses every day this week. So, you know, you're just, you're on the naughty list. You're slacking. And I'm not going to bless you, you know. And so the comment that we've received too is that it's doable. And for mm -hmm. people that are maybe newer to the faith or new to following Christ, it's it's in bite-sized pieces for them to be able, because the key is to be consistent, right? right? The key is to be consistent in, in having God's word, you know, be a part of your heart and your life. And so that, that's been another comment that we've received. That, that another one is I've had a lot of people say they love doing it with a friend yes. or with yes. their mother or with mm. a group yeah. of and friends. We yeah, that, that actually, yeah. that people yeah. do it with a group, a small group. And then we, right. the first year we did it online as a group. For a whole year. Yeah, for yeah. a whole year yep. we went through it. Awesome. In fact, we are here at our Romans 828 bookstore here in Enumclaw, Washington. We are starting Wednesday night. Um, every other Wednesday night, we're going to have a book club. And then on the um, other two Wednesday nights a month, we are going to have a study on Live Bold. So we are so excited to hear super that. excited really about exciting. that. Yeah. I have to fly up on this one. It's to drive for you, but you for me, I have to fly up here again. <laughs> okay. So in kind of wrapping up this part of the show, um, I would love for you to share any, like a, you gave some good tips at the beginning of the show on what to do when you're in the middle of a Romans 828 or what you don't realize is going to be a Romans 828 um, story in your life. But Cynthia, do you have a tip or a tool to just share that will help those who are listening? You know, it's hard when we're struggling to remember sure. this scripture. Sure. So what what can you throw well, I would out say, that'll first help? First of all, that it's what you do before you hit a hard time that mm. you're able to pull out of your toolbox. Mm. So if you're not used to reading God's word or you're not used to worshiping or, you know, having those kind of spiritual disciplines in your life, it's really going to be tough. And I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's, kind of what we build up we prepare ahead of time because we know we're going to have storms in life and actually talk about this in, in my book anchored um as well of using the example of job and one of the things that was so clear for job with his life in and if you are a listener and if you know the story of job and he but you don't know the story of job he pretty much lost everything his children all his possessions everything he was tested significantly but the one thing that was so key in his life was acknowledging God's presence and worship. He was very strong on that. And so that when it came time that he lost everything and went in that dark, dark place, he still was able to worship. And that mm. doesn't happen unless you build that into your life. So I would say the biggest tip and tool I would say is that is to build into your life now what you can pull out later. And that would be worship and hiding God's word in your heart. And you're so you know, wise. <laughs> well, the other thing, the, amazing, and the other yes. thing I would say is the other tool too, is don't isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. That is a common, common response to pain is to isolate okay. yourself. And I, I know I do that and just push people away. Even though I love, I have lots of good, great relationships, but my friends know that if they don't hear from me, that I'm struggling and they check up on me, which is good. But it's, you know, we need each other. God didn't create us to be in isolation. He created us to live in community 
and to support one another. And, you know, it's really my pride when I don't want to ask for help because I'm, you know, I'm a firstborn, I can do this, I can tough it out, I'm, you know, I'm strong, you know, but that's just a bunch of garbage, right, like, I need people, like, every, I need people, I need people in my life, and I need to, I need to acknowledge that I'm in pain, and I need help, and I don't know what to do, and, and that's and, okay, yeah, and it's okay, and it doesn't right. make me less of a Christian, it doesn't make right. me less mm -hmm. of a person, it doesn't mean I'm still not, you know, spiritually, you're human. That's yeah, I'm human, mm -hmm. right? It's like the verse in Psalms. It says, you know, God knows our frame. He knows we are, but does. Yes. he shows us great compassion and mercy in the midst because he knows we're weak. Yeah. Right? And the isolation yeah. thing, the isolation thing is that's what the enemy wants to do. Yes. He wants you to feel like right. I'm all alone. No one's going through this. I, I feel shame. I, I don't want to even tell someone. I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. What, or whatever the, the feeling is that we're having. That's just the enemy wins if you isolate. That's right. And Well, and the internet and social media is not community. Can I just say that? Yes. I mean, I'm on there. Please. I have friends on there. I connect with people. But when you're in pain, you need warm bodies face to face you need hugs you need somebody to look at you in the eyeball and say That's i'm true. praying for you or let's mm -hmm. go for coffee so so if some of you say oh i'm connected in my pain i'm talking to people online well i'm sorry you can hide you too can easy hide. yeah you can hide right and yeah. so isolation is, is key you know is a key concept that we need to remember not to isolate ourselves when we're in pain Exactly. Thank you so, so much. My two tips. All right. Worship, praise, be in the word, and isolate. Don't isolate. And don't isolate. Yeah, don't isolate. <laughs> Thank you. Don't isolate. It's the end of the day. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything you want to throw in as yeah, we wrap this part up? I just to say that I think it's really important. The tip that I would say would be to remember what God has done for you in the past. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really good. Right? Yep. It's because, <laughs> because I think it's, it, we get, we, with the enemy too, reminding us of what we're going through and all the bad and this and that, that we forget what he's done. And mm. I know in my own life that this, the second side of that is that I think a lot of times we say, you know, Hey God, remember that thing you did for me back over there? I need you to do that again. Do that thing that you did. Yeah, so and God's saying, yeah, you know what, Andrea, I can do that. Absolutely. Cause I'm God and I can do anything, but you do what you did back then. Mm. right you do what you did back then so that I can do what I did back then where's the girl who is on her knees every day crying for me praying for her marriage praying for her husband praying for her family like where's that girl because I haven't seen her for a while and I think it's so easy um like I said on the flip side of that to just give it to God and say you're God here I'm my faith is just in you and take care of it but we also have a part to play absolutely we do we oh, have a responsibility really to do our part and I think it's so easy to just give that to God to do yes he can but he's trying to grow us and mold us to be more like him and we can't do that if we don't also do our part right, right. Yes. and Romans eight twenty eight says and we know that all things work together good for the good for those who love him right are we right. loving him if we're yeah. just like on automatic mode and checklist mode and right. okay I said I, I prayed today I did my devotionals today I didn't, but I but I'm holding you at arm's length God because I'm in pain and I don't really want to go there so that's yeah. yeah that's good remembering yeah. that's that's what God called the Israelites to do yeah headed to the promised land you know take the 12 stones out of the river Jordan make an altar so that you and your just you know your rest of your generations will remember what, mm -hmm. what, what I did done for right. you how I delivered you from Egypt right. and so that principle of remembrance is really important. So some people grab stones and just you know write a couple words of what God has done faithfulness and put it in a bowl and then some people just grab a journal and call it my remembrance journal mm. and just write in there today yes, like yes. maybe you prayed for this and how did he answer it because right. he's gonna answer it yep it just might not be in the way that you thought but he's gonna answer it yep. so just keep keep a record of it because I know I can't remember he's a good God and he is faithful and a lot of times we forget what it is that he's done write it down yeah yeah write it down amen okay so we are going to wrap up this part of the show but before we do that where can people find you guys you ladies online 
We are at www.livingbold.org. Livingbold.org. And that has to do with your Live Bold devotional journal. Right. And then you're... And I am at andreatomasi.com. Okay. CynthiaCavanaugh.com. But you could find us in our Live Bold series Facebook group and join our community of women there where we, you know... Awesome. Yeah. That's a great community. Lots of interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Funny, funny, silly things. Yep. Way fun. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break and then be back for some insider insights. Do you feel God nudging you to write? Have you dreamed about getting away for a few days to bring clarity, focus, and dedicated time to write? If there was space in your calendar to connect with other writers who are just like you, Would you be ready to take a leap of faith to seriously commit to your dream? Well then, what's holding you back? We are announcing today on the broadcast a brand new event, three nights, three days of an intensive writing retreat where you will walk away with a 90-day plan to finish your book. And we want to invite you to be part of this event. It's the She Writes for Him Writing Intensive. It's coming up the end of April. If you'll visit SheWritesForHim.com, you'll get all the details. Hope to see you there. So we are back for the second portion of today's episode. And this is our second and fourth show of the month where we... uh, have insider insights to publishing, writing, all everything that's involved in the industry. Um, because, uh, and I've asked, actually asked Cynthia to stay with me for this portion of today's show, since she has traveled with me quite a bit to different conferences, and uh, she's got great insight. In fact, you heard earlier on on the episode today of you know that that was her start in. Uh, getting published was being at a writer's conference. So uh, I believe this portion of the show today will encourage you or maybe someone that you know that has a story to tell. So Cynthia, welcome back to the second part of the show today. Well, thanks, Athena. Happy to stick around to help talk about these things. Yeah. So in fact, I'm going to let you um, kind of facilitate the questions as we go along and We'll just spend about 20 minutes on this portion, and away we go. Okay, great. Well, one of the things that we, the questions that we get the most often, I think everywhere I go, in fact, I just had this, I probably get this question about, you know, once or twice a week when I'm out and people find out that um, I'm a writer and also help other authors uh, with their writing they always, they, first they tell me, you know, this is my story. This is what God's done in my life. And I just, I just know that I'm supposed to write this down and I just, I'm not sure where to start. (laughs) And so that's, so that's a leading question that I, I, it's just a wonderful chance to get into how to help writers be able to know where to start on their journey. And I love getting this question because it's a chance for me to get to know someone else. So I would say to you, Athena, as a, as a publisher, and also you are an author, uh, when you could get posed that question, where do I start? What do you tell them? Well, I'm a big fan of being part of a local writers group, a Christian writers group, um, just so, you know, there's a big difference between secular writers groups and Christian writers groups. So you, you definitely want to see if there's one in your area that's close enough for you to go to. I think getting plugged into a local, either critique group, like if there's a word weavers anywhere close to you, that is an amazing uh, group of people. They have groups all across the country where they meet weekly and critique each other's work. So that is a great, um, and we have our writers group that you and I are uh, part of, the Northwest Christian Writers, where they meet monthly for, uh, that's not critique, I mean, we have critique groups, but we meet monthly for different um, teaching and um, inspiration and networking and just, you know, being around people who are writing and telling their stories 
that's just a huge help that gives us the courage that we need to move forward if, that, if that's what God's asking us to do. Sure. And that's, you know, because writing is a very solitary activity. You know, it's not a group project. You know, it's not a group activity. It's, it's, it's very different than, than a, than a lot of um, skills, you know, in that, you know, it's just, it's a solitary activity. And so when you're locked up in your room and you're, I mean, not literally locked up, but when you're locked, you know, when you sequester yourself off to write, you know, it's just most of the time it's, well, not all the time, it's you and God and either you're physically writing in a journal or you're using a computer or an iPad or some other kind of uh, device to get those words down. And so it's very important to find uh, people who are like you, you know, that have a story, that have a passion, that are learning to write. Um, I would mention as well, finding other groups is that there are churches that have uh, writers groups as well. In fact, there's a church uh, not far from me that has um, a writing group that meets once a month and they get together and uh, share each other's work. They give feedback to each other and they encourage each other in their, in their journey in writing. So, you know, you can Google it. You could ask us, you know, sometimes we know of different um, parts of the, from our connections with friends of different writers groups around, but that's a great way to, I think, to start. So another question then that kind of goes along with that, Athena, is, you know, people talk about, or the writing experts um, talk about finding your voice. And how do you find your voice? And what does that mean? How, you know, how do you find, what, it, what, first of all, what is your voice as a writer and how do you find it? How do you find your voice as a writer? Well, I think that comes with um, a lot of trial and error and getting a lot of feedback from really from the people who know your heart and know your story. Um, because a lot of times we, we will might start off kind of writing like we talk, which is a lot big part of our voice. But then sometimes we'll get critiqued or we'll get edited and, and somehow we lose that. And so I think it's important for us to kind of understand what our voice is, that it's, it's really how we express ourselves and, yes. and what people come to expect from us yes. when they hear our, it's our passion. It's, it's who we are. And we don't want to lose that. We want to find it and we want to refine it. Yes, and that's a really good definition, I think, that a writer's voice expresses who they are, their, their authentic self. And I think one of the mistakes that new writers make, and I made this mistake myself, is, you know, usually if you have a passion to write, you also love to read. And so you might have a favorite author or two. And so when you begin to write, you because you want to be a good writer, you try to emulate the mm -hmm. voice of another writer. And, you know, I'm going to just choose Ann Voskamp for a moment here. She is a very unique writing voice mm -hmm. and it's beautiful and it, it's engaging. And, you know, so when I was writing, uh, an, you know, even at times I would think, why can't I write like her? You know, like, why can't I choose my or string my words together like that? Mm -hmm. And I've had those thoughts with other authors too, that I respect and admire until, you know, I just had to realize and accept, I have to be who Cynthia is. I have an authentic voice. And if I try to be like Ann Voskamp or Lisa Turkhurst or Max Lucado or any other writer that I just really respect who are prolific writers, I, it's not going to, it's not going to engage the reader. People are not going to, it's not going to be authentic and therefore they're not going to be able to co connect with me as a writer. And I think that's really important to remember, especially as a new writer and even a seasoned writer, you need to maintain and sustain your own voice and work on what that looks like for you. Absolutely. You have to be you. Yes. And not somebody else. <laughs> right. So, okay. So I want to jump back to where, kind of where we started on, on how do I get started? Because I want to throw in there how important it is to go to writers' conferences. Yes, and, absolutely. And there are some great writers' conferences. In fact, uh, Cynthia and I um, 
are at a number of them this year. And I want to just list off a few. And in our show notes that we'll post later, we will have these listed so you can go check them out. But um, right up here in the Northwest, we have the Northwest Christian Writers Renewal, which comes up in May. It's a two-day conference. Um, we'll be at Blue Ridge this year, which is the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference, also in May on the other end of the country. Yeah. Um, there's Right to Publish at Wheaton College in June, which is a tremendous conference. I've been there on faculty every year for many, many years. Uh, also, Carol Kent has a, um, it's called the Speak Up Conference. It has both a writer's track and a speaker's track. So you can choose which one is going to meet yeah. your needs. And sometimes you can, there's some crossover uh, workshops for, bo for both. Uh, and then the She Speaks Conference, which is um, Proverbs 31. It also has a writer's track and a speaker's track. So those are some great conferences. We can both vouch for those conferences. They are great conferences, lots of content, lots of value. And yeah, I don't know if you want to throw anything else in there on the conferences, Cynthia, but I just want to make sure we got that in. Sure. And there's another, uh, I mean, there's several on the East Coast. I mean, there's the Florida Christian Writers Conference as well, that we have um, friends that, you know, help with that and teach that. That's good. There's the... And I'm going to be there this year. I forgot about that when I didn't put that on my list. Yeah. And then I think there's one in, in South Carolina as well. I mean, you just if you, you can, you know, get the show notes and check those out. And, but the ones that we're going to be at, um, you know, Athena has shared with, and one of the, one of my favorite ones is the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference. It's in a great setting and uh, it's just, you'll get a chance to mix with writers on all levels. And then they have, uh, you get to be a part of witnessing the, or be a part of the evening, a fun evening where the Sela Awards are given. And those are given to um, writers who have submitted uh, their works and uh, are critiqued and reviewed, and then they receive awards. And it's just, it's just encouraging to see and to know and to be, you know, encouraged that, hey, you know, this is, you know, I'm in my tribe. I'm with all these people who write. <laughs> and it, it just, it feels really good. Yes, and you and Andy, by the way, just so everyone knows, uh, won a Sela Award for Best Devotional for Live Bold. So kudos to you on that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So let me throw out just um, another option that helps people get going. Because a lot of times when you have an idea and you have no idea where to start and you just, you know, you need to get it written and you don't necessarily maybe have a lot of time to to be going to conferences, but you just know you, you, you're you in obedience to God, you need to get started. And one of the things that we have at Redemption Press is are some different coaching programs where you can actually work with coaches via email, via Zoom, via um, phone sometimes, working through, you know, brainstorming how to tell the story and how to map it out and then have someone that you can be accountable to every week as you're writing. So that's, that's another way to really kind of move forward when you know you're supposed to. Yes, and I think that's important. Um, I think when people ask the question, you know, where do I start? If you, have, if, you have, if you have some content already, say you have a series of blog posts that you've been writing or you have an idea for a book, you have an outline and you have a few chapters, that's a chance, um, the opportunity to dive in and actually hire a writing coach, you know, and, and we offer that to help you kind of know how to go. You can do that at the very beginning when you need to know where to start as well. But when you're already in process and you kind of know where you're going, it's, it's very, very helpful to uh, have a seasoned writing coach who's helped other authors be able to move you along to the next steps and help you see right in the beginning, you know, some common mistakes that new writers make and just how to move along with that. And I, I personally find that very, very helpful, even as a seasoned more, you know, not super seasoned, but, you know, I have a few books under my belt and that's always helpful to have good editing and input given to your writing. Absolutely. And let me just also throw out there, uh, you might have on social media where you've done devotional 
like daily devotionals on a Facebook page or in Instagram. That's content that could be turned into a book, or maybe you've taught classes or you've taught Bible studies and that content that you worked on, that could be turned into a book. So there's lots of different ways that we may have, or, you know, you'll get out all your journals and there's so much content we don't even realize we have that we could be working with. Yes. And if you've already started writing it down or you have, I mean, I know the very first, one of the very first projects I I did several years ago was just that is I took my journals when I walked through a season of depression and I created a a small devotional that I I use mostly as an ebook now, but that's how I, how I started was using that contact of, of the experience or content, excuse me, of the experience that, you know, God showed me, you know, what my feelings were, what my thoughts were, how he spoke to me during that time and turned it into kind of a devotional for people who wrestle with the, uh, you know, the struggle of depression. Mm. I love that. Well, and, and you repurposed that for our new compilation that is at the printer right now. She writes for him. Yes, I did. Isn't that one chapter that you did on depression? Yes, I took, I forgot. Yes. I took (laughs) one chapter out of that uh, first project and uh, we had it edited and coached a little with that to make sure. And, uh, that it was reading worthy mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, put it in the She Writes uh, book. I love that. Okay, so as we wrap up in these last five minutes or so, um, let's talk about our um, newest offering that is something that is uh, m- most people that are going to hear this broadcast don't even know that it's happening because we are just now launching um, all of the information. We just nailed down all the details. And it is another way that you might consider, prayerfully consider, approaching getting started on your story. Yes. Do you want it, Cynthia? You want to uh, sure. talk sure. about that? Be happy to. We're super excited about this. And I think I've used that word super excited several times this morning. <laughs> need to find a, a new word. We are overwhelmingly thrilled, uh, ecstatic about this opportunity and that we want to offer you and one of the things that you know we love to do we love to produce beautiful quality excellent books uh, for our for the authors that we represent but in addition to that we have an incredible passion to come alongside authors to craft their story and get their message out that God's put on their heart and be their cheerleaders. And so what we have prayed over and brainstormed about is providing an opportunity to step away from your busy life because sometimes it's hard with life crowding in and to make that time to sit and right. And so we have created a retreat and we're calling it the She Writes for Him writing retreat. That's going to happen. It's going to be three days and three nights where you can come away and concentrate on the message that God has put on your heart. And we will answer this question, where do I start? So whether you have started or just, you know, it kind of takes that, that whole, wide range of, you know, whether you just need to know where to start or whether you're, you're kind of a little bit down the path or a little farther down the path, I think it's going to be beneficial for, for both. And it's going to be, as I said, three days, three nights, and we're going to have um, some teaching sessions with some industry professionals. We'll have some one-on-one coaching. There'll be some groups, um, sessions that we will put you together with people that might be in this roughly in the same area, the same place you are in your writing. Um, We'll have some sessions to strengthen your writing voice. Uh, There will definitely be dedicated reflective time to practice your writing. We will send you off. You'll find a quiet place. We will give you a writing assignment and then come back and we'll talk about it. There'll be a chance to forge new friendships with other writers there's my experience that when you go away with people like this for a few days, you know, you make those lasting friendships. And we will also um, have a private Facebook group with the people that you have spent time on this writing journey for six months where we'll be adding um, equipping and training and a chance to discuss and keep, to keep talking about what you're doing. 
we will be uh, giving you a 90-day plan to finish your book and that will incorporate the teaching and the exercises and then we'll actually give you a plan to hold you accountable and how you can finish your book in 90 days. There will be an extensive um, handouts and resources. And one of the most, I think, the unique things about where we found this place, it is just so conducive to creativity. This place that we're gonna be at. Um, which is 10 minutes from the Redemption Press office, by yeah. the way. 10 minutes from it, which we have a special evening planned along with that. So you can see the bookstore. We're going to do a bonus session in the bookstore in the evening and have a, uh, a night out uh, for dinner at, uh, I think it's a world-renowned Italian restaurant in Enumclaw. <laughs> yeah, our it, favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, it, it, I think it's just going to be great. And so we are super excited about that. Oh, there's that word, super excited. We're overwhelmingly ecstatic <laughs> and we're thrilled. And we have some bonus um, extras as well, is that um, you'll get a chance to be interviewed uh, for the All Things podcast. And it's an opportunity to tell your own Romans 828 story. Um, we will, as I said, we'll have a fun evening at the bookstore. We'll have the private Facebook group. There's actually a mini spa at this place too. So if you come a little early or stay later, whichever, probably the come a little early thing can take advantage of that. And then the, there is a uh, artist of residence there who owns the property and she offers also, um, Bible journaling art classes. And so there's just all kinds of great uh, things. Uh, but the, ma the main point, the main point, we'll stick to the main point is, yeah, we don't want to get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> we want to have time to write. So we're going to help you focus to bring clarity and create more creativity. And so that you can walk away from that retreat, just being you know, filled up with new information, but also the tools to be able to continue and get a head start on where you, on your goals, on your writing goals. So we are very excited about it. Super excited, if Super I might say. <laughs> and, and let me just say the dates, um, we are going to be doing this multiple times, but the, the first one, the inaugural, uh, She Writes For Him, a writing retreat is um, April 29th through May 2nd. Second. Yeah. And um, we so want it, it's limited to 12 yes. people. So we want to encourage you to prayerfully consider that. If that sounds like something that would help you move forward and get what you need to really get a head start and, and really, um, that's the most supportive kind of situation and environment to really um, kickstart getting that story down and, and moving forward with it. So we would encourage you to go to the um, website, shewritesforhim.com. That's just all one word. No, it's not the number four, just shewritesforhim.com. And you can get all the details there. Yes. And, and one of the things, can I just add something to that? You bet. Uh, I just want to, you know, if this is kind of stirring up, you know, something in you about, oh, I'd love to do that. I just want to encourage you to pray over it because, and here's the reason why, is many times when God puts a story, your story on your heart and you, you he wants you to get it out, there are so many obstacles <laughs> and roadblocks because mm -hmm. the enemy doesn't want that to happen. And sometimes even the people who don't aren't writers in our life they look at you sideways and say well why would you want to do that you know like just work on it at home or do this or that you know or or you know why do you want to write your story down there's 10 people that have the same story you know and you'll get those little i call them dream stealers and or the they, enemy says oh who yes. are you to write a book yes or who he are says you that to, to everyone yes. and they and 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 yes he says that to everyone but also the idea that um, and I'm not saying, you know, people in our life, it's just because they don't understand, they don't understand. They have well, they're well-meaning and well-intentioned, right? Um, they want oftentimes they, yes, dream stealers and cloaked in, you know, the enemy's lies, right? And yep. so just pray over that and listen to what God says to you about that, you know, and 
we would love to have you. We would love the opportunity to sit next to you, to get to know you, to hear your story, and to be able to champion um, your writing. And yes, perfect. Yeah, we are super excited. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have fun too, by yes, the way. We have some fun planned. Yes, we do. We oh don't want to give away all the secrets. <laughs> That's right. All right. So we are going to wrap up this episode of the All Things Podcast. Miss Cynthia, thank you for being with me for the second segment of the show. So thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media, of course, only if you thought it was helpful, or if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would really appreciate it as, you know, it'll help other people find the show and let them know it really is a good one to listen to. So thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you next week. Have you been thinking about writing your next book? If there was space in your calendar to connect with other writers just like you, would you be ready to take the time to work on your next project? We're excited to announce a new opportunity, the She Writes For Him Retreat, an intensive writing retreat for both new writers who want to know how to start the process and for more advanced writers who want to gain some new skills and work on their next project. This three-night, three-day intensive includes six teaching sessions with industry professionals, one-on-one -on -one coaching, group sessions to strengthen your writing voice, dedicated reflective time to practice your writing, a chance to forge new friendships with other writers, and much more. Join us for this debut event, April 29th to May 2nd, right here in the Seattle area at the most amazing, creative, artistic, and charming venue you could imagine. Visit SheWritesForHim.com for all the details.